Hello and welcome to this week's episode of NCC Audio. And this week we continue our series on interviewing people in the real world as audio engineers. So I'm just looking into the lives of people who like to do audio and I want to find out why they chose that and how they make a living doing that using their skills as an audio engineer. And this week we are interviewing Eddie Vesey and he is currently in the UK. Hey Eddie, how's it going? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, man. Uh, which part of the UK are you in? So I live in North Lincolnshire, which is about halfway up, just touching into the north. So technically I'm a northerner. Oh, cool. Well, I actually just wanted to interview you actually just to talk about Brexit. Uh, that's something that I'm so fed up of talking <laughs> <Just> about. <kidding. laughs> oh man, I'm honestly, it's kidding. on the news constantly. I've just had to switch myself <laughs> off from it all now. It's a uh, madness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's uh, currently uh, February 2nd when we're recording, and it's you're right, it's also been all over the news here. And so, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're like, oh, shoot, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> to be honest, I don't really know a lot about it. Like I say, I just switch off when it's on the news now. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, Eddie, tell me, when did you get into audio? So, it was a long time ago, actually. I'm 24 now, and it was probably when I was about 15 or 16, still at school, um, I was really into my music, been brought up with a lot of music from my parents and I thought, you know what, I'm going to teach myself how to play the guitar. Um, it might even help me get a girlfriend, who knows. Um, so <laughs> I started um, learning how to play the guitar and I noticed quite a lot of my uh, good friends were actually really into music as well. So they started learning the guitar, we started sort of playing together and jamming together and from there we sort of tried to start a band up. And, you know, it was one of those school mm -hmm. bands where it's not a proper band. It was just like a, oh, yeah, let's go to your house and jam sort of thing. Yeah. And yep. from there, we sort of just started writing tunes and we thought, you know, how do we record this? Uh, I ended up buying a really crappy Behringer mixer. Uh, I didn't really know what I was buying, to be honest, but <laughs> I just bought something that I could use to record. And then from there, I just started writing tunes. I started recording, learning how to play to a click track and... I sort of just fell in love with it. And once I started writing these songs and recording and started using plugins, getting things to sound good, then I just fell in love with it. And I knew at that point that I wanted to do it at some point as a career. That um, is kind of how I also got into audio. I was the drummer for a couple of bands and we ended up going to recording studios to figure out to record some of our EPs. And I was just always so interested in the audio engineer who was behind the desk. I was like, how does he know how to manipulate all those <laughs> yeah. buttons behind the desk and those Let's faders? Let's be honest, it just looks really cool, doesn't it? When you're, Especially if you're a kid, you just think, I want to do that. That looks awesome. Yeah. And then you get behind the board and you're like, well, that one channel fader does that. And now it just repeats 30 <laughs> times and yeah. everything is just kind of, you're like, you kind of figured out. But that's awesome. And now... So you went from guitaring to wanting to get into audio. So how did that transition look like? Um, it was fairly quick, actually. Uh, within a few years of playing the guitar, I just kind of really wanted to start writing as well. Because obviously, once you've learned all the covers as a guitarist learning, you want to then go into writing your own tunes. And then from there, I just had all these ideas in my head. Uh, and I didn't really know what to do with them at the time. So I just started looking on the internet on 
you know, about recording and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And then from there, I decided, oh, well, to do that, I need to get an interface. So basically scraped together all the money yeah. I could at the time from, I think it was like a paper round or something like that. And uh, yeah, the rest is history from there. So it was actually quite a quick transition, to be honest. And I didn't even really know what I was getting myself in for. It just felt quite natural. Like, this is what I should be doing. So you got your audio interface. What was the first audio interface you, you got? It was a Behringer Zenix X10, no, X1204 USB interface. It was laid out like a mixer, but yeah. it wasn't an audio interface in the way that you could actually put four indi- individual mics in and record each one onto a separate track. It all got merged onto one. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so it wasn't even a proper audio interface, <laughs> which just shows how much I knew at that time. Um, I kind of just picked something that looked right, something that looked cool and had lots of buttons on. Yeah. Um, but it, it did the job, you know. I just, all I wanted to do was record a guitar, one guitar at once and do it that way. It wasn't like I was recording drum kits and stuff. Um, and so then you're able to record your guitar take and you could record another guitar take and then you would record your vocals on top of that? Yeah, exactly. Although I can't I can't sing. Oh. Um, it was mainly <laughs> recording other people's because I cannot sing at all. Okay, um, no worries. But yeah, I used got other people in uh it basically yeah it helped me do everything that i wanted to do at the time yeah i kind of went through the same situation when i first got into recording i just went to the store and i was like okay well i want to be able to record my drums how do i do that they're like well you need this audio interface i was like okay great and then how do i connect it to my computer and it's like oh through the thunderbolt cable i was like okay, where do I get one of these Thunderbolt cables? It's like, I didn't know like anything about anything. But then it was just a great place to start recording and it looked like that worked out for you as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so you went from recording, just like you were recording bands and yourself playing the guitar. And then after that, how did that get into, you know, more of doing a business? Like how long did that take? What did that transition look like? Uh. Well, to be honest, once I started writing and recording my own songs, I got fairly good feedback off just people like my friends and people close to me. So I thought, you know what, I'm actually going to try and start working with local bands. I knew quite a few musicians around the area, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to try, set up a Facebook page, see if I can get people to like it, and then from there, see if I can start working on people's music. Um, like, to be honest, since I was a kid, I've been quite creative in the fact that I knew I wanted to start a business. I've always tried to come up with these new ideas. So I thought this would be a good way to join my love for music Mm -hmm. with a business and actually monetize it in the future. But at that time, all I wanted to do was work on as much music as possible. So I set up this Facebook page and over, I'd say it's a really long course of about five or six years. I was just recording local bands and artists in the area mm-hmm. um it wasn't anything big it was just sort of like as soon as someone asked me then i'd do it it wasn't like heaps of people coming to me an average of maybe one or two projects a year alongside school and college and stuff so um it wasn't anything big at the time but it was enough to get a bit of income from it and to get better and then have a portfolio there as well on a website yeah that seems like a great natural progression in order to really grow as an audio engineer and as a recording artist. And man, I'm I'm kind of jealous. Like you started so young doing this. So like you have this huge future <laughs> in front of you and already you've 
just getting into the entrepreneur mindset and like starting to grow your own business like that is a great thing for you to be doing especially at this age you have like only like growth ahead of you and so i was <laughs> looking at your website so now you've gone from that and now you're moving into drum audio editing.com where you yes pretty much you go around to other audio engineers who have like a large amount of projects of mixing and and then then you go to the audio engineers and you say okay I will take off this drum editing problem for you just give it to me since yes. I specialize yeah. in drum audio editing so how yeah, exactly, how yeah. did you um niche <laughs> down to drum audio editing well um Starting off, really, I came across the Six Figure Home Studio. I uh, watched, sorry, I listened to every single yeah. podcast religiously. Um, and I got into sort of self-educating mm -hmm. and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, and from there, I built like a little bit of a mixing and mastering business. I thought, right, that's what I want to do. I want to stop recording people because I have a crappy home studio. Um, bands physically not come here. So the best thing for me to do is to start a mixing and mastering service like a remote service online so i started trying to do that for a bit with the things that i learned and it was really slow and i was kind of struggling really and i got to a point after about 18 months mm -hmm. just where i thought you know what this isn't really working out um and then i kind of had this weird light bulb moment light bulb whatever you whatever you'd say like epiphany um i was at work one day on my day job and i just thought you know, I could start a drum editing service sort of thing. And like, basically I discovered that my favorite part of the whole mixing process was just getting drums to sound big, mm. getting the drums to sound really good. Um, and half of me was also kind of like thinking it was a good tactical niche uh, mm. because I didn't know any service out there that just does drum editing. Mm. So I thought, you know what, let's give it a go. Um, so I remember I was at work yeah. trying to do my job and I had all these ideas running mm -hmm. through my head. I'm, ran to my phone, was jotting them all down. I hid in a corner at work, <laughs> so no one disturbed me. And uh, yeah, within the space of about a month and a bit, I'd say, um, I had a website up and wow. yeah, I had my first project and that. So it was very quick, um, sort of out the blue. Wow. <laughs> and have you been able to find people who have been just handing off the drum editing to you? How has the business been going? Yeah, it's been going good. I did, um, I kind of knew for the first maybe three to six months that I'd struggle mm -hmm. because it, at that point, it's all about just getting your brand yep. out there and getting people to um, sort of know who you are. But I'd say, I think I started March last year and I'd say by September, October, I was starting to regularly get quite a lot of interest. And then since the start of this year, it's um, got even better, which is great. Um, it's all down to the amount of people that I sort of outreach mm -hmm. and the amount of people that I contact and, at the moment now, I'm getting quite a lot of interest, which is good. Um, and quite a lot of that is, you know, going into um, projects as well. Oh, wow. But um, yeah. yeah, it's been a slow transition, but I can really start to see things getting better now, which is good. Yeah, I kind of went through the same thing. I started my NCC Audio last March and I started with the same thing. I was doing podcast production for people. I was doing post-sound mixing for videos and film, and I was doing mixing and mastering online for people. But yeah. as you can see, each one of those like different areas is a lot of work, and a lot, you yeah. could make a full business out of each one of those. <laughs> and so now, yeah. um, you know, just 
niche, I keep saying niching down because that's what's that's what they talk about in the I'm also part of the six figure home studio group and which has been an awesome group. It really helps me to get outside of my, you know, my little box and I'm just really putting myself out there and and really trying to grow that um, business mindset as well. And so I've noticed that now since I've, you know, niched down to only podcast production and consultation, I can really develop each system of my business and try to perfect that. And have you been noticing that as well with your business? Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of the six figure home studio. It's just so different to any other service out there. And that's the thing that caught my attention to it because it really gets you to think outside of the box. Mm. At the time, audio engineers generally had a completely different mindset. And um, I think they've done a really good job of changing our way of thinking Mm. and getting us to think more like entrepreneurs and looking towards niching down. Um, And because of finding that, you know, it's potentially changed my life. Um, I would never have thought about doing that before I found it. So yeah, I'm grateful for um, Chris, Brian, and everyone in the community that I've met. Yeah, no, it's been a great time for me too. <laughs> I think I'm on uh, podcast episode 30. And so, yeah. and now I'm also starting to read a bunch of books. And I've just been seeing the same just kind of story throughout all the members in the group. And that's why also I, I'm, I've i been doing my podcast for uh, a few months now, but I just had this idea. I was like, well, let me just start interviewing, you know, the members of the group and just really see how the real life members who are working in the real world, like how they're doing it and seeing like how they're establishing all these different tools that we've been learning about. Yeah. I mean, I've spoke to a lot of people in the community over the past maybe six to 12 months. And uh, the beauty of it all is everyone has a slightly different story. Mm -hmm. Everyone got into it slightly differently and everyone's on a different path as well. So it's um, interesting to hear everyone else's just version of their story and um, how they're sort of getting on and how they're incorporating everything that they've learned Mm -hmm. from the community into their own business. Yeah, and that's why I just want to continue what I'm doing right now, like podcasting and asking people like how they're actually doing this, because I find it also very interesting. And I'm thinking if I think it's interesting, maybe other people are going to be interested. And so, you know, I'm just going to keep putting myself out there and talking and connecting with people. Yeah, I think this podcast is a great idea because it's really encouraging for people as well to know that um, how people are sort of getting on, mm-hmm. how they're progressing, and it's good sort of motivation. Yeah. And it's also good for people who maybe are questioning themselves, thinking, am I on the right path? Am I doing the right things? So then the audio engineers saying that they're doing the same things as them, it makes them realize that, you know what, I'm actually on the right path here. I'm on the right track. Yeah, and I've also noticed that it's not bad to have you know, your regular daytime job and then still doing the audio work that you love at night. Because at some point you may be able to transition out of the daytime job. But if you also really love the daytime job and you really love the audio work, then it's just kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I myself have slated my day job before because you do have bad bad days, don't you? Um, But at the end of the day, your day job, it gives you the money to invest um, and if it's flexible enough to do what you love to do on the side, yeah. then it's it's absolutely perfect. And if it wasn't for my day job now, I know that I would have not had the money to put into my business. So um, it's a weird one in the fact that you don't want it, but yeah. you need it at the same time, <laughs> yeah. if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, 
it sort of depends how much you like it, really. Yeah, that's true, too. So I've really liked my daytime job. But now it's just kind of I have to continue growing and learning. And so uh, my daytime job right now is just I'm an audio engineer. Well, I still do audio for a nonprofit organization. And we have a live radio show. But now it's like I've been doing the same thing for five years. And I'm just kind of just learn. I need to learn more. You know what I mean? So it's like, all right, I got to move on to see, you know, what my next step is in my life. So do you um, present that as well then or? Do you just do sort of like the audio stuff in the background, the techie stuff? Well, for my full-time job, I also produce podcasts for them. So I kind of do have that under my portfolio on my nccaudio.com website for their podcast. But then, uh, but that has helped me really understand signal flow. As an audio engineer, yeah. I never really understood the importance of signal flow. But now since I've created this super semi-intense setup at the uh, my work, you know, I have a couple, I have the host, the guests, and the phone caller. So it's like three people. It's not a lot of inputs, but then I have a, a massive amounts of outputs. So I don't want to get too confusing, but then I send, let's just say, let's just take the host, for example. I take the host, I send them through some analog compressors, and then I send one signal out to a delay unit, and then one goes to a then the other one's not delayed. And then I have to send those through a distribution amp. And then I take those two signals and I have to output them to many other different places. So I output one to our Comrex device. So that connects to um, our larger radio station that sends us out to all the affiliates. I send a, that has the delayed. And I send another delayed signal to our, our app signal, our app and to our our website. And then I send non-delay signals to my recording device and then to YouTube and Facebook stream. And so if I didn't understand signal flow, I would be lost. So whenever there's an issue live on, you know, during the the show, I have to like immediately understand like all the different points of the signal to be able to troubleshoot what's going wrong. So, well, yeah. honestly, I didn't expect it to be that complex when you, you know, when you first talk about it and it's got all them sort of bits. To yeah, it. just three inputs, but, um, but a huge amount of outputs just all going to yeah. different places. So it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I suppose. It, yeah, I mean, it must be good to have a day job that's also quite closely linked to, you know, Audio. what you're doing on the yeah. side as well. It must be like, you know, the best of both worlds sort of thing where you're getting better at the skill that you want to do in your own time by working your day job and getting paid for it as well. It's just sort of, you know, like a best of both worlds. Oh yeah, you're right. And I guess if people are also wondering, well, how could I get into audio and do my own audio thing? There are, I guess you kind of have to think outside the box. You could be a part of the company that sells audio interfaces. You could be part of the company that sells speakers. You could be part of a company that makes microphones, designs microphones, um, you know, so that's not, you might not necessarily be, you know, doing audio mixing, but you're still be working in the audio industry. Yeah, exactly. And I think no matter what field you're working in, as long as you're working in the audio industry, it's good for your soul to know that yeah. you're doing something to do with that. Yeah. And at the same time, I think you'll always meet people as well within working that job. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, you never know how that will sprout in the future. And then I also noticed on the, your Facebook, you also have the entrepreneurdrummer.com. So you have two yes. little businesses. You have drumaudioediting.com 
and theentrepreneurdrummer.com. Can you tell me a little bit about yes. the the entrepreneurdrummer.com and how that developed? So yeah, it was quite complicated really. Um, when I first started drum audio editing, I was mainly reaching out to drummers who I could uh, work on their drum covers, you know, mix their drum covers for them. That I was contacting more drummers and audio engineers basically. Um, oh, okay, and yeah. When I was con- and when I was contacting drummers, and kind of got to realize that they weren't very savvy with the whole business stuff online, the same as we sort of weren't, if you like. Mm. Um, so I started just passing on the information that I'd gained from various resources while trying to make it relevant to drummers as opposed to audio engineers. And from there, I, I started a blog, started recording YouTube videos, and I did this all under the same name, under Drum Audio Editing. But I sort of realized after a while that this was really confusing because I was doing two completely different things under the same name. So I think it was last November sort of time where I just completely split them into two and um, divided them. So it was really clear what I did for each sort of business as opposed to being a drum editor who also offers educational content to drummers mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, they're now two completely different things. And the entrepreneur drummer are basically help drummers go full-time by giving them business knowledge and education. Yeah, I'm looking at the website. It looks really good. And it looks like you went through Kajabi. How do, I, how do you say that? Yeah, Kajabi. Yeah, <laughs> and so did they just set up like the course? How does that business work? Because I also uh, was following, um, you might have heard of him, Graham. Graham Cockley. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, followed yeah, him as well. Uh, yeah, he's, um, he's been a massive part of this Um the main reason why I split these businesses was because I was part of his, I'm part of his community at the minute, his six figure coaching community. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was actually someone in that community that suggested it to me. I was hitting a bit of a plateau and uh, this guy said, you know what, what you're doing is a bit confusing. You need to separate it into two businesses. And uh, that's why I did that. So um, yeah. his community and his podcast and his resources have been a massive help in me creating this online business. Wow, yeah, it looks great. Have you heard of duelingmixes.com before? That rings a bell. Is it sort of like mixing competition? Yeah, well, it's yeah. Graham's and oh, his Joe, Graham and Joe, they have this dueling mixes and every month they give you um they give you full album, not full album, a full song on for your Pro Tools or whatever DAW you want, and it gives you all the drum tracks, all the guitar tracks, all the singing, and then they go through like an hour presentation on how they mix it and the plugins they use, and then they allow you to mix it any way you want, and then you submit it to their online form, and then people just kind of talk about the different mixes. All right, that sounds really cool, to be fair. It was, it was pretty cool, but a lot of times people, they didn't really talk about it. They were just trying to submit <laughs> their song to try to win yeah. two hundred dollars yeah. to Sweetwater.com. <laughs> and no, that sounds really cool. I'd I'd like to be a part of that actually because I still do really enjoy mixing yeah, as well. So do I. Um I always kind of have this aching feeling that oh, if I just get down to only podcasting, I'm not gonna be able to do mixing. I'm not gonna be able to do mastering. <laughs> I'm not gonna be able to do anything else. Did you kind of have that feeling too when you mixed or went down to only drum audio editing? Um, I still do now to this day, actually, because um, I, I just really love the main thing that I loved was producing. Like I used to get bands in, they used to play me a song that they wrote and I'd like sort of tear it up and um, yeah. turn it into like a radio worthy song. And it was actually what this uh, 
singer told me that made me really want to go for it. He was like, I played him back the song that we recorded and he said, oh, you need to be, he basically said, you need to be doing this full time one day. And I was like, oh my God, no one's ever said it yeah. like that to me before. And um, so I thought, right, that's exactly what I need to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I do think about that every now and then and sort of think, am I never going to be able to produce or mix a song again? Because I still enjoy it. Um, but I'm still getting the odd person, you know, coming to me and saying, oh, would you still be up for recording yeah. my song? Someone that I've worked with years ago. So Yeah. No, I have the same uh, sentiment as well. But I'm thinking what's the good thing that we're doing right now, we're understanding the business behind everything. So by the time yeah. we get to what we actually want to do, we're going to have a really strong business understanding of how to run a business. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really important to understand that if you really want to have a business in something, then you're going to have to make some kind of sacrifice or turn, take some kind of path that you didn't think he was going to take originally. It's never going to hundred percent be as you planned, is it? You, yeah. you do have to make them changes. Yeah. Well, Eddie, um, I want you to go ahead and just tell people about your businesses and the kind of clients you're looking for. And can you tell me about like your future vision, any hopes and goals you have planned for the future? Well, as for drum audio editing, if you're an audio engineer that's got too many projects on your hands and you're still doing your own drum editing, then you can simply just visit www.drumaudioediting.com and you can submit a quote or schedule a phone call with me. And I can basically talk about how I can just give you some more time by you outsourcing your drum editing. Even if you're a drummer and you're spending a lot of time editing drum covers, then you can also send me them. Uh, So you can spend more time recording drum covers as opposed to editing and mixing them as well. Okay, quick question. Sorry. You also do the drum mixing for drummers? Uh, Yes. So um, it's basically four main services, quantizing for audio engineers mostly. Mm -hmm. Um, drum sample replacement and MIDI conversion for audio engineers. Mm -hmm. And then there's also drum mixing there, which is most likely um, taken up by drummers that want the covers mixing. Okay, yeah, cool. I just wanted to get a little more insight on that. Yeah, and then as for the entrepreneur drummer, if anyone who's listening is a drummer that wants to make it full-time, either as a remote recording drummer or as a live session drummer, then you can go to www.theentrepreneurdrummer.com. And from there, you can download a free guide, which will just take you through the first few steps into making it as a full-time drummer. Wow, those are awesome businesses. And I really hope that people will be able to take advantage of those and reach out to you. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Yes, basically every day I'm just trying to reach out to new people and help new people. And Mm -hmm. better than anything really is just meeting new people every day. That's the beauty of it all. That is awesome. And... Thank you so much, Eddie, for being on the NCC Audio podcast. Like You have um, greatly helped me to learn and to understand more about you and your services. So thank you so much. No, thank you very much for having me. I mean, this is the first podcast <laughs> I've been on, so it's been a good experience, but no, I've really enjoyed it. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And if anyone's interested in learning more about me and my services, go to nccaudio.com. Email me at nick at nccaudio.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram and wherever else I'm at, which is basically my name, Nick Chamberlain and NCC Audio. Alrighty, thanks everyone. Peace.